part two of the series, The End of the Age. And in this particular um, section, we're looking at what the new Jerusalem will be like and uh, the inhabitants thereof. We had a look at the inhabitants of the new Jerusalem in the previous teaching. And in today's teaching, we're going to look, uh, we'll begin looking at the design of the heavenly city. As revealed to us in Scripture, um, we're very limited as to what Scripture does tell us about it, but at least what Scripture does reveal to us, we can then get some idea as to what this city will be like that the saints will dwell in for all of eternity. And the opening passage of Scripture we'll look at is in Revelation chapter 21, verse 9 to 16. The Scripture says, then one of the seven angels who had the seven bowls full with the seven last plagues came to me and talked with me, saying, Come, I will show you the bride, the Lamb's wife. And he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain and showed me the great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out from heaven from God. And he who talked with me had a gold reed to measure the city, verse 15, sorry, uh, its gates and its wall. The city is laid out as a square. Its length is as great as its breadth. And he measured the city with the reed, 12,000 furlongs. Its length, breadth, and height are equal. Um, and so the first thing we notice about the heavenly city, well, one of the first things we notice, is its immense size. It is absolutely huge. Um, that 12,000 furlongs translates to modern uh, terminology as 2,400 kilometers. And so it's set up as a, as a square. It is 2,400 kilometers wide and 2,400 kilometers long. Now, those measurements um, make the city um, equal in size to roughly 5.7 million square kilometers. And that equates, to get our minds around that, to roughly about half the size of the United States of America. And so for a city, that is an in huge size. That's, that's an immense uh, city that the saints will be dwelling in. But there's something that is mentioned in this passage of Scripture. At the end of that passage, uh, the angel says, its length, breadth, and height are equal. So what a lot of people do when they, they see that comment made there, because don't forget, in verse 16, the opening, he says, the city is laid out as a square. Um, and then he closes off by saying, because he says that its breadth uh, is equal to its length. And then he says its length, breadth, and height are equal. And so people take that last passage, that last section, and their viewpoint is, well, God's made a huge box because it's... 2,400 kilometers wide, 2,400 kilometers long, and 2,400 kilometers high. But that's not the case at all. God doesn't dwell inside a box. He never has and he never will. You say, well, what about the temple? Well, the temple was designed to basically just keep uh, Israel out of the presence of God. But that's not how God dwells in heaven currently. If you go into heaven today and Paul has been there and John has been there, they do not describe God living inside a huge box. Not at all. Um, God does get described in Scripture numerously all over the, the Bible. You can pick it up as dwelling on 
Mount Zion. Uh, one of the passages, Isaiah 8.18. And so that's where God dwells. It is called Mount Zion. And so what the, the height of the city is described to for John when he says that its height, length, and breadth, and height, its length, breadth, and height are equal. John is, is describing the height of the mountain on which the city is placed. That's why he says in that passage, He carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain. Um, because God lives on Mount Zion. That's why scripture also refers to uh, the city as being on the sides of the north of Mount Zion. That we pick up in Psalm 48.2. And so... God's, it's not, it's not, God has not created the city as a big giant cube, big giant box, not at all. Um, the city is laid out as a square and it is placed on Mount Zion. And Mount Zion is 2,400 kilometers high. Now we already dealt with that when we dealt with the, the size of the new earth that God will create. And so that is a, a, a huge a high mountain. But it's in proportion to the size of the earth that God will create as well. And so the mountain, Mount Zion, will be 2,400 kilometers high. It's obviously going to be the highest mountain on God's new earth. And on that mountain will be the plateau. And that plateau will be large enough to accommodate the city being roughly half the size of the United States of America. That 5.7 million kilometers, um, square kilometers in size. And so that's the size of the city that the saints will be dwelling in uh, going forward. We need to understand just how huge that city will be. Um, but now let's just have a look at certain aspects around um, what will be inside the city and how it will look going forward. So we know its size. We know it's on top of Mount Zion at 2,400 kilometers high, the highest mountain on God's new earth. Revelation 4, 2 to 6 says... Immediately I was in the spirit, and behold, a throne set in heaven, and one sat on the throne. And he who sat there was like a jasper and a sardius stone in appearance. And there was a rainbow around the throne, in appearance like an emerald. Around the throne were twenty-four thrones, and on the thrones I saw twenty-four elders sitting, clothed in white robes, and they had crowns of gold on their heads. And from the throne proceeded lightnings, thunderings, and voices. Seven lamps of fire were burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. Before the throne was the sea of glass, like crystal. And in the midst of the throne and around the throne were four living creatures full of eyes in front and in back. And so here we have a, a description given to us by John, the apostle, of the throne of God and that which surrounds his throne. Now, the throne of God... There's one very important detail that is missing from this particular picture, and that is our Lord Jesus Christ seated at the right hand of God on his throne, as in Hebrews 12:2, We know that in Scripture, that our Lord is currently now seated at the right hand of God. And so that picture is fulfilled by having the two thrones alongside of each other. But that throne and that, that which surrounds the throne of God and, and the Lamb will be placed in the very center of the heavenly Jerusalem. That is where they will be seated. Now that uh, location of the throne of God 
will be elevated to that point that it will be visible from all points in the city. So it won't be a case of if you're at one point you can't see the throne of God anymore. Wherever you are, everybody living in the city will always be able to see the throne of God because it'll be in the center of the city and it will be elevated uh, to that point that as I say, wherever you are in the city, you will see the throne of God and the glory that surrounds the throne. And so we, um, when God brings the new Jerusalem down from heaven, uh, don't forget the veil is currently in place between God and the rest of his creation. But that veil will be removed when God um, sets up his throne in the city. And then the saints will be able to see him face to face for the first time. And we will then be dwelling in the presence of God. That uh, sea of glass we've already discussed is the, that crystal that surrounds the throne. That will be the location where the saints uh, will come before God and the children of God will come before God to worship before his throne. We've already seen that in um, previous uh, sections. Um, another aspect ar about around the throne of God and what will be present, we're just describing what we will see in, with our physical eyes when we enter into that city. Um, Revelation 8, 3-4 says, Then another angel, having a golden censer, came and stood at the altar. And he was given much incense that he should offer it with the prayers of all the saints upon the golden altar which was before the throne. And the smoke of the incense with the prayers of the saints ascended before God from the angel's hand. And so this altar of incense is currently before the throne of God. It will also be positioned before the throne of God in the heavenly Jerusalem. So none of that will change. The only thing that will really change pertaining to the throne of God, the, the rainbow will be there, everything will be there. It's just that it will no longer be in the temple of God where it, it, the throne of God is currently. For Isaiah describes it as the, the temple of God. He says that he, the, the train of his robe filled the temple. Um, and the book of Revelation talks about uh, the glory of God um, filling the temple and talks about that no one could enter into the temple. Um, so all of the throne of God and all of that surrounds his throne is currently in the temple of God in heaven. That will change. God will now relocate and move into the heavenly city. But all his throne and every aspect surrounding his throne, God will move into the city as well. So we need to understand that. Um, Pertaining to the aspect of um, the sea of glass that surrounds the throne where the saints and the, and the children of God and the angels of God will come to worship before God. The scriptures, we've already looked at them, but we are looking at these scriptures now from a different aspect because in this discussion now we're looking at what the city will actually physically look like from what scripture reveals to us. So we can have in our minds, eye, we can have some idea of what the, the heavenly Jerusalem is, is like. Isaiah 66 verse 22 and 23 says, For as the new heavens and the new earth which I will make shall remain before me, says the Lord, so shall your descendants and your name remain. And it shall come to pass that from one new moon to another, from one Sabbath to another, all flesh shall come to worship before me, says the Lord. And then Revelation 4, 6 says, Before the 
the throne there was a sea of glass like crystal and in the midst of the throne and around the throne were the four living creatures full of eyes in front and back and then revelations 15 2 says and i saw something like a sea of glass mingled with fire and those who have the victory over the beast over his image and over the mark of his mark and over the number of his name standing on the sea of glass having harps of god and so this is where the the children of god the saints of god and the angels of god will come and stand before the throne of god to worship before him um, the saints will be there more often obviously we'll get into that in more detail but the children of god will be there every sabbath every new moon and every set feast and they will be standing before the throne of god and so that sea of glass is also an immense area. Um, in order to accommodate um, roughly about 60 billion people, because you need to take into account, don't forget we said that the Earth's population will start off with 25 billion and grow from there. Um, and then you have the saints, all right, we said they, they are 300 million roughly. Um, and then you have the angels of God. So doing a, a rough calculation, in order to accommodate 60 billion people standing before the throne of God to worship before Him, the, the size of that sea of glass equates to roughly 20,000 square kilometers. It's huge. It's, it's, it's massive. And people say, yeah, can we see 60 billion? And I've just put out a number of 60 billion. Obviously, the number can be far greater than that even but in order to accommodate uh, a number of 60 billion you're looking at a, uh, a an area before the throne around the throne obviously of 20,000 square kilometers um, and yeah we battle to get our minds around that but even in today's uh, world that we live in now there are uh, gatherings that they talk about and I, my numbers might be a bit wrong here but um, in India, they have these gatherings for their worship or whatever God they have in this one particular uh, time. And literally millions of people get together on this one plane to worship before their God. And so that currently happens in the earth today. But uh, when I say millions, I'm talking about you're going up into the 20, 30 million mark, if, if not higher. So, but we're talking about 60 billion of God's creation standing before his throne. And so the sea of glass will be um, around the throne and it's going to be huge. It's going to be vast in size. And so again, we just need, we're getting to see what the city is looking like. The, we've seen the, the throne of God and the, and the Lamb elevated in the center of the city. And we see um, his his. Um, rainbow around his throne will be visible to all of uh, the saints living in the city. Uh, the glory of God obviously will be visible and will be made manifest throughout the city. And then we have this sea of glass, this roughly 20,000 uh, square kilometers of this sea of crystal glass that is before and around the throne where the saints and everybody will be gathered to worship before God uh, on a regular basis. And so that brings us now to um, getting back to that, that size of that, that area where the saints and, and the children of God will come and worship before the throne. To give us some indication, 
that size of 20,000 square kilometers um, to give us an, a kind of an idea of how big that actually is. The person who will be standing at the back of the crowd on that, at, on standing on that sea of glass will be standing 70 kilometers away from the throne. That's how far the distance will be just to accommodate that many of God's creation around the throne. But that won't be a problem because obviously God is able to make himself seen and heard by all of his creation. It's not going to be an issue. But I just wanted to get the, the size into our understanding that the guy standing at the back of the crowd will be standing 70 kilometers away from the throne of God at that time. Anyway, so now that brings us to the next aspect of the, the New Jerusalem, which is makes up the main aspect. When I say the main, I'm not talking about the, the most important. I'm just talking about um, that which will uh, take up most of the construction within the heavenly city. And that is the residences of the saints. That will be by far, um, they will ac uh, account for most of the buildings that are in the heavenly city of Jerusalem. And we pick it up in John's Gospel, John 14, 2, 3, 2 and 3 says, In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And so, um, obviously, every saint will receive a residence in the heavenly city given to them by God. That has already, as we mentioned, has already been preordained, where each saint will be housed in the heavenly city. Um, and so, we're not told too much with regards to what the, the residence will be looking like, but we do know our Lord is saying He's preparing the place for us. And so, we, we said that what our Lord's doing is putting the finishing touches to each residence which is based on the works that the, the saint of God does in this life. That forms part of our reward when we enter into our eternal inheritance. And so just to get an idea as to the size of the residences that will be allocated to the saints and the properties that will be given to them um, for their residences. Again, that's why I say we, we looked at the number of the saints and we said roughly 300 million so that we could then start getting some idea as to what the city will look like. Well, now, if you take the 300 million saints um, and you put that into a, an area of 5.7 um, square kilometers and take out all of the extra areas that needs to be allocated over to the throne of God, the sea of glass, the city, the streets, uh, the river of life, all of that surrounding areas, you come up with... Uh, um, a property allocation of roughly about four acres to each saint. And so each saint will have a home, a residence, on a property of roughly about four acres in size. And their residence will obviously be surrounded by a perfect garden environment in which all of the, the flowers in that garden will be in full bloom all the time. And so that's the kind of um, size that the residence will be, that we will be allocated in the New Jerusalem. We'll be given homes, and those homes will be uh, located on a property roughly the size of four acres 
in size and as I say the garden surrounding that. Now obviously you take um, the number of saints up and the property becomes smaller. So you go from 300 million saints to 600 million saints, well then you've got two acres in size. You go to uh, 1.2 billion and you've got a property one acre in size. So yeah, that's just throwing the numbers out there so you get some idea as to what it is. But if we work with 300 million saints average roughly, then we have a, each one gets a property.